0: I'm Mari Frank, host of Privacy Piracy, which airs every Monday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm also so pleased to present the weekly segment of Orange County Sheriff News and Safety Tips, and we are thrilled to welcome back Lieutenant Adam Powell, who is a lieutenant and commander of Special Investigations in the Bureau of the Orange County Sheriff's Department, and he's been with the department for 22 years. Thank you, Lieutenant Powell, for joining us again.
1: Murray, thank you.
0: So tell us, what are some of the challenges that are posed by the medical wa- marijuana storefronts in our county?
1: Well, outside of uh, possible violations of California law, these uh, these businesses have caused a number of adverse secondary effects. These effects include traffic, noise, drug dealing, money laundering, and firearm violations. There's been some direct impact on quality of life issues, you know, such as you know loitering and additional vehicle pedestrian traffic and the use of uh, medical marijuana at or near the facilities. Um, in addition, the effects of ancillary crimes, such as robberies and burglaries, are real substantial. Um, throughout the state and Orange County, many violent crimes including robberies and aggravated assaults, have been traced back to medical marijuana businesses. I oh believe crimes relating to the marijuana distribution businesses are underreported. However, in Orange County, we have numerous documented incidents of, of violence and uh, crime at these locations.
0: Yes, I've been reading about that. So tell us about your Bureau's investigations as they relate to these marijuana, medical marijuana storefronts.
1: Thanks, Maury. Well, the focus of our investigations by our narcotics teams have been violations of California law as it relates to these storefronts. Now, this area of investigation is ever-changing with case law and different interpretations by the appellate courts, so we work very closely with the district attorney's office and take great care in the investigation of these businesses. But basically, California law provides an affirmative defense the charges of possession or cultivation of marijuana for indige- or people who have a physician's recommendation or their primary caregiver. Now, this defense does not apply to the distribution or sale of marijuana, except in certain situations where people are allowed to collectively or cooperatively cultivate marijuana for medical purposes. Now, our investigations have led us to believe many of these storefronts are just simply businesses that distribute marijuana. Basically, these locations distribute marijuana for cash to an individual with a physician's marijuana recommendation without having any other relationship with the customer. Mm -hmm. And simply distributing marijuana for cash to any individual with a recommendation is not within California law. And our investigations throughout the county, including Lake Forest, Laguna Niguel, Dana Point, and Unincorporated La Habra, have demonstrated these storefronts are operating outside of the law.
0: Wow, that sounds like fraud to me, (laughs) aside from all the other problems that you have. Well, we're so thrilled that you're working so hard, and we sure appreciate you. And we thank you. We'll have you back again to tell us what's going on next time.
1: Mario, it was a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.
2: Weekly Signals. Join me, Mike Casper, and Nathan Callahan for the best in reality-based radio. That's Weekly Signals. Check out the website at weeklysignals.com.
3: The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide.
5: And you may have seen her on Dateline, 48 Hours, CNN, NBC, ABC, O'Reilly Factor, and many other shows, including her own 90-minute PBS television special, Protecting Yourself in the Information Age. To learn more about this radio show and our great guests, please visit KUCI.org slash privacypiracy. Hey, Mari, what's our show about today?
0: Lloyd, our show is about privacy and all the global issues about privacy. In fact, this morning, we are going to have you listen to the interviews that I did at the International Association of Privacy Professionals when we were in Washington, D.C. back in April. So let me tell you a little bit about the IAPP. The International Association of Privacy Professionals is a community of privacy professionals eager to meet, share, and learn about privacy issues in the information age, it's the place to engage with a global network of people who are privacy advocates, privacy experts, privacy uh, professors, and all that in the privacy community. More than just a professional association, the International Association of Privacy Professionals provides a place for privacy professionals around the world to gather, share experiences. In education and enrich their careers and it was founded in the year 2000 I remember that I presented at the very first IAPP conference in Washington DC and then I was fortunate enough to present at this conference on a medical identity theft with Larry Poneman so that was really a treat 10 years later The IAPP is the world's largest association of privacy professionals, and they represent more than 7,000 members from business, government, academic, privacy advocates, and this includes people from 52 countries. And the membership is open, really, to anyone who wants to join. And I think it's really important, since it is a nonprofit, that you go and you can actually visit www.privacyassociation.org and there you can even sign up for free emails like the daily dashboard or you can sign up for inside one to one privacy and learn more about some of the great knowledge net uh, programs that they have and there are many people now in this information age that are becoming privacy professionals and you can become certified Now, you've heard on this show that I have interviewed many certified information privacy professionals, whether they're in government or in the private sector, and I feel very privileged that I was able to get the privacy certification myself in Toronto, Canada in 2006. So, if you are an attorney or if you are a business person and you're interested in the issues of privacy, security, and technology... You can become a member of this organization, and you can get a lot of information. So as you're listening this morning, we're going to be interviewing. You'll hear all of the interviews that I did at the exhibition hall, and there were myriad different types of companies that were solving problems in the privacy sector with helping to protect databases, helping to protect information and encryption. And it was fascinating to learn about all the different issues. So I had a whole group of people that I interviewed that you can see their pictures and you can see a little bit about their products right on our website at KUCI.org slash privacy piracy. There were more than 70 sessions in hundred and thirty. Speakers in Washington D.C., and fascinating speakers that you're going to be hearing. Actually, from from me again because I interviewed um, several of them at the conference, and I am going to be interviewing them about their books coming up in the next few weeks. So I hope that you'll enjoy listening to these people, and of course, you can write us emails about it. But you should go to learn more about them and the the whole program. For the International Association of Privacy Professionals at privacyassociation.org. So, right now, why don't you join us at the event where I was there with my field recorder? And why don't you let's listen in to what these fascinating people have for their new products and services for privacy professionals and privacy protection in the information age. So, let's go to it now. Welcome to Privacy Piracy. We are at the International Association of Privacy Professionals in the Exhibit Hall now. And we're going to be interviewing various vendors and find out what they do to enhance privacy or deal with the privacy challenges. And we're starting out and we're going to be interviewing first Jennifer... who also is a CIPP and she is going to tell us about her company and what they do to help with privacy issues. Hi, thanks for talking to us.
6: Thanks Mari, my name is Jennifer Cachetis, and I'm with the law firm of Womble Carlisle Sandwich and Rice and we provide full service privacy assistance to our customers in a wide array of industries, financial services, uh, vendors, healthcare providers. You name it, we work from small startup companies all the way to large established companies. One of the biggest challenges that we are seeing today are helping companies understand the laws and keep up to date with the laws, particularly the smaller companies. And another challenge we face is is helping companies train their employees to understand um, how to implement the regulations and how to work with day-to-day privacy issues when it comes to simply handling customer data.
0: Okay, so why don't you give us your website so people who are listening who might want to find out more about the company will be able to go and visit that website.
6: Uh, Thank you. It's www.wcsr.com.
0: Okay, so we are thrilled to talk to you, and thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Now we're moving along to Walters Kluwer, and we are going to be speaking with a marketing expert here for the company, and we're speaking with Janine. Janine, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what your company does to deal with privacy issues?
6: Sure, sure. My name is Janine Kopel. I'm the director of our corporate compliance product line at Walters Kluwer Law & Business. Walters Kluwer is a global legal publisher. Um, we have employees worldwide, specifically in my area, uh, we publish products in a variety of areas. Of course, we're here at IAPP focusing on privacy, and in our, our privacy products, we cover everything in, in print form, book form, as well as online subscriptions, research databases uh, for a variety of niche uh, privacy publications, from financial privacy law guide to uh, a privacy law and marketing guide, to a new product that that we just launched called um, Global Privacy and Security, which covers a lot of in depth analysis around the different European uh, countries and, and their privacy and, and data security kind of laws and regulations. So, we also have created some um, online subscriptions, which of course involve that content that I just mentioned, but as well as tools, smart charts, where somebody can go in and compare the federal regulations map them very quickly to their the state regulations say california illinois maryland for example in a variety of topics data breach notification laws background checks drug testing and and there are many others the list can go on and on so we're getting more and more into online workflow tools as well.
0: Sounds like you have a lot of great tools for privacy professionals, for privacy lawyers, professionals,
6: corporate counsel, exactly, senior our businesses. HR businesses yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Sounds great. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Why don't you, nice you just give you. your website so that people can go there and learn more?
6: Okay. Um, you can find more at um, aspenpublishers.com.
0: And that's A S P E N. Publishers.com um, as well as
6: hr.cch.com. Okie doke. Thank All you very right. much. Thank you for your time.
0: So now we're moving along to another vendor called ID experts comprehensive data breach solutions that deliver the most positive outcomes and we're going to be speaking with Ian and tell us your full name and what does your company do? What kind of challenges do you address for privacy issues?
7: Sure, Mary. Well, my name is It's Ian. Mari.
0: <laughs> don't know about that. That's okay.
7: Yeah. Uh, my name's Ian Kelly, and ID Experts is unique from other vendors in this space in that we're able to provide comprehensive, yet very customized solutions based on whatever the current incident it is. It's not about a out-of-the-box solution. It's about really providing a customized solution that's correct, not only for the client, but also for the end-affected individuals.
0: So we're talking Talking about if there's a data breach a company kind of give us an idea of what all you do when there's a data breach because we we're at the University of California Irvine but there's lots of businesses that hear our show and so if they have a data breach if they want to use ID experts what what can they expect
7: sure well we provide complete data breach solutions everything from forensics and that forensic analysis to find out exactly what happened in a breach we do co- uh, a comprehensive response starting with letter notification, uh, call center, uh, we offer protection packages that go far beyond credit monitoring as well as full recovery services. And what they can expect is they call us on the phone and we can talk them through the incident and make sure that from a project plan standpoint, we've really created that customized solution for them.
0: Okay. And so then if there are victims of the breach, then you can help those victims as well.
7: Absolutely. We have 100% recovery. Uh, We have a perfect track record of recovering every individual we've ever helped. And you'll have one-on-one service with a dedicated individual.
0: Okay. Sounds very good. Why don't you give us your website so people can learn more about your program?
7: Absolutely. You can find us at www.idexpertscorp.com.
0: Thank you very much. Great. Okay. And now we are at Debix, and I'm so lucky because we have Julie Ferguson, who happens to be a friend, and she's been working with me on lots of different issues. She's fantastic. She's very involved in the whole identity theft community, privacy community. She's wonderful. And she's going to tell us about what Debix does, how how they address certain privacy challenges.
8: So why don't you tell us, Julie? Thanks, Mari. What a terrific introduction. I, the respect is mutual, absolutely. <laughs> so what Debix does is we do identity theft protection, data breach response. So if a company has a data breach, we will actually help a customer write the notification letters, notify the attorney generals, we'll provide call center services, and then we also provide credit monitoring services to protect the consumers. Our credit monitoring services are a little bit different, though. What we've noticed over the years is the population doesn't always have computers, or they don't always have access to computers, and so what our service does is actually call the consumer with their credit alert, saying, hey, Chase, just opened a credit card for $50,000 in your name and if the consumer doesn't recognize it they just press the star key and they get transferred straight to one of our licensed private investigators to restore their identity.
0: And that's great too because sometimes you're not home once this is happening so if you have your cell phone with you you can get immediate notification. So I think that's terrific.
8: That's right and you can register up to three phone numbers on our service and it'll find you wherever you're at.
0: I know it's terrific. I know you guys do a great job. I remember when you first started and you have done wonderful work. So why don't you give your website so people can learn more more about Debix.
8: Sure, it's www.debix.com. That's D-E-B-I-X. Okay. Thanks, Julie. You're right. terrific. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Now we're at another
0: booth called Teradact Solutions, and we're standing here with Chris. Chris, why don't you tell us all about your company and what challenges you address for privacy?
9: Okay, Mari. Um, thanks for interviewing me first. I um, Teradact is a company that's got an office and headquarters in Missoula, Montana, of all places, as well as an office here in Washington, D.C., a small office in Edmonton, Alberta, and we've got one uh, engineer that works with us from Silicon Valley. We have developed software that can either manually or automatically identify information of interest in any type of form or database, regardless of what type of form it is, and whether the data is structured or unstructured. Once we've identified information of interest within that document or form, we can then tag that information with classifiers so that the information can then be disseminated in an intelligent fashion, either automatically or manually. So if you think about someone sending an email with uh, a document attached to it, our software can universally view both the email and the document to identify information of interest or information that may have be still residing in the document let's say not at the presentation layer but in the underlying metadata you've probably mm-hmm. heard about some mm-hmm. of the cases mm-hmm. recently with uh, TSA and mm-hmm. other uh, entities that have uh, sent a PDF file along and not realize that there's still sensitive information residing in the metadata Right once we've tagged that information of interest, that the the email and the attachment can be sent back to the sender for revision uh-huh. and subsequent redaction, which is what uh, our software also does, or it can automatically be taken out of there so that the, 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 the remaining data can be sent along to the recipient based on their need to know, or a report could be sent to a compliance officer that they're was a potential breach so we've got a lot of flexibility in terms of the way it's delivered we we, it can reside at at the desktop it can be reside at the enterprise level or, or be called up as a service in the cloud
0: oh okay so companies so I would think law firms would be really interested in this right Law firms uh, who, who are, are government
9: agencies that want to share information that may have um, sensitive information, um, and yet mission-critical data that needs to be uh, distributed among uh, a variety of recipients, such as a case file on a mm-hmm. perpetrator that may have sensitive information in it, but uh, uh, that an analyst would need to look at. Certain bits of that information should be disseminated immediately so that we don't Run into problems that some, such as some of the problems that were uh, identified during the 9/11 Commission report, mm. uh, healthcare information. So, if you take, for example, um, an EMT at the scene of an accident, it's critical for that EMT to be allowed to see certain healthcare information, but there's no need for him to see sensitive financial information right. from, the, from the victim. Likewise, when that person's checked in, the person checking them in doesn't need to see their sensitive mental history, for example, in their, in their medical report, but would in fact need to see the, the financial information. So we can automatically present information uh, to the user based on their need to know. And And
0: they give you uh, parameters of what they need to know and then you block out everything that isn't? We don't Mm -hmm.
9: black out and we don't encrypt. We remove. So if I've given you a document that has sensitive information that's been redacted using our technology, there's no way that you can reconstitute the original document because the information is no longer there, either in the presentation layer. Or in the metadata.
0: Wow. So, what about um, if if somebody's encrypting an attachment? I mean, do you
9: how, we, how does we, that work? We can complement encryption technology, but frankly, we think we have a more secure solution than encryption. And in fact, we would compete in some cases with encryption technology. However, there are cases where you would use both. Yeah. And in fact, uh, we are working with some encryption technology companies uh, on a couple of. Projects. So, uh, right. but, but frankly, our our true value proposition is, uh, and it's and it's it's a green solution and it's cost effective as well and and the most secure. In that, our our pitch is we we believe that you can store one original all encompassing version of your information securely, and then apply rules to that data mm-hmm. such that the recipient is only receiving what they're allowed to see, and. That the information that they would not be allowed to see has actually been removed. So, if you think about. Especially a document, in the
0: healthcare industry, I would think oh, yeah, or
9: classified documents. Right. If you think about any type of a document with, say, let's say, 10 different classification schemas, mm-hmm. that document could be released in 1,000 and 24 different ways, depending yes. on the combinations. So, do you want to store a thousand and twenty-four versions of the same document, or right. would you rather store one yeah. and release it based on applying the rules to take out what what uh, should not be seen by the recipient?
0: That's fantastic. It's a it's a very uh, very interesting software. Thank you. So it's a, um,
9: it's a unique way of looking at the problem, and we're really thrilled to know that just recently the Office of the National Coordinator at the Department of Health and Human Services started recognizing removing sensitive information as an alternative to encrypting.
0: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. Why don't you give your website so the businesses that are driving by can go ahead and look at your website and see if that's a good solution for them.
9: Terrific. Our website is www.teradact.com That's T-E-R-A-D-A-C-T.com. T-E-R-A-D-A-C-T tcom com. Teradact.
0: Thank you Chris. Terrific. Now we're at Booz, Allen & Hamilton, another wonderful vendor and we are going to be speaking with Liz and Liz is going to tell us about her company, what they do and how they help with the privacy challenges.
6: Yes, thank you Mari. Uh, Booz Allen is a leading technology and strategy consulting firm and we're helping clients in the government sector, pharmaceutical, financial, meeting their toughest privacy challenges and that would be everything from um, developing enterprise privacy programs to sustaining them and if they're sustaining them sometimes we come in do gap analyses um, determine where the deltas are and go in and help um, solve their problems and then other times they want to look to revamp their program so we do everything from FISMA section D compliance, privacy act compliance, data breach management, the whole slew of of training and awareness, policy procedure development, and really just try to get a lot of stakeholder collaboration and integration because oftentimes that's the difficult challenge within any organization.
0: All right, it says you do strategy, operations, organization and change, and information technology. Yes. Sounds very good. Why don't you give us your website so people who are driving by will remember and go and look at it.
6: Sure, that would be great. It's com. OK, terrific. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.
0: Hi, now we moved along to Nimity. It says privacy support that works. Privacy knowledge base, privacy alerts, privacy officer training. So we are here with Wayne. Yep. Wayne, why don't you tell us about the company and all the challenges that you address in the area of privacy?
10: Oh, Thanks, Marie. Uh We're a global compliance research firm in the space of privacy and data security. We're made up of a team of 11 researchers, which is, uh, includes five lawyers and six former chief privacy officers and privacy managers. And what they do is they do research in Canada, Europe, the United States, and they analyze laws. They, uh, they look at uh, reference documents that may have come out of uh, an AG settlement agreement, uh, a regulators, uh, court case, all these kinds of things, and what we do is... We then provide all those findings and that research on a web-based tool that we call PrivateWorks that our thousands of subscribers can access on any given day, 24-7, through a whole course of a year to be kept informed, learn, and obviously get some help in terms of uh, interpreting law, et cetera.
0: Terrific, so who are your target target customers?
10: Um, in fact, it's broad-based across the, uh, the industry spectrum. Uh, most of the Fortune 500s are, are our clients. Uh, many of the companies here, law firms, are our customers, uh, but uh, yeah, we, we cover it all from everything from retail to wholesale manufacturing to consulting firms to uh, large pharma companies, you name it.
0: Okay, so, so if somebody who's driving by and who is a business that would like to join, um, how do they do that?
10: What they do is uh, they probably visit us at www.nimity.com.
0: And spell that for my audience.
10: N-Y-M-I-T-Y. Okay. Uh, And that's where they could gain as much information as they could. They can request free trial subscriptions to have a go at it. We provide webinars and all the free education and training so that they can learn how to navigate the application. Uh, And that's the simplest way to do it. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you for
0: talking to us, Wayne. You're welcome. Okay. And now we're moving along to trustee. And as you may know, if you've listened to our show quite a few times, we've interviewed Fran Mayer, who is the chief officer of a trustee, but we're so lucky because today we're speaking with Janet and we met Janet at dinner and she's wonderful and she's very knowledgeable. Talk to us about trustee, what is trustee and what challenges do you deal with in the privacy arena?
11: Okay. Um, So what Trustee does is create confidence for users on websites. So whether companies are uh, working with consumers or they're working with other businesses, we have to create that confidence behind the the site's practices and their privacy policies. Um, In terms of challenges, our clients run into a lot of different challenges, such as mobile computing, right? What do I do as I extend my website to mobile platform or social networking or cloud computing or online behavioral advertising. So those challenges are all very interesting and we love working with various companies to help them figure out what's the best way to continue to use those technologies but at the same time create that level of confidence in their users. So let's talk
0: about some of the great things that you guys do. I think a lot of people are used to seeing the trustee mark on websites so they know that if they see that trustee mark then that's a a safe place for them to go. What is it that trustee Uh, requires of these websites so that they know what they're really getting when a a user goes to a website
11: that has the trustee mark on it? Good question. Um, So trustee has program requirements that are essentially the um, standards against which our sites are certified. So depending on what the sites are doing, whether they're collecting information from children for example, or doing business with European citizens, or here at home in terms of just doing businesses with you know u s folks we have these program standards against which we certify so those can be found on the website they're very transparent and what we do is make sure that companies are following these best practices as well as the requirements that are set forth by the FTC, for example or department of commerce and make sure that those companies are doing exactly what they're saying what they're doing and they're complying with all of the various rules and regulations
0: and we have a lot of businesses that drive by and of course we have a business school at the university so why would a business want to get the trustee
11: mark uh, so for other businesses if i was a, if i were a company and i wanted to know that it was good to do business with another company i'd want to make sure that the way they're taking care of the data maybe my company's data or my company's employees data is held up to good standards such that my data is safe so what we do is we certify Gosh, almost half of the companies that we certify are just business-to-business, and we make sure that they are in compliance with European um, safe harbor requirements, as well as just privacy standards that are best practices, so that way another company can be more confident that this company is taking their company data seriously.
0: So how can people learn more? Why don't you give your website?
11: Okay. Uh, real easy, www.trustee.com. So T R U S T with an E at the end, dot com. Very and good. And you'll be able to get information there. Well, thank you, Janet. Terrific thank you. job. All right. Now we just moved on to
0: PrivateSaw it says access pro suite case management tracking and imaging solutions and we are going to be speaking with melissa thanks for talking to us melissa tell us I about private soft
12: um... private is a uh, software company that offers a solution for managing privacy act requests and freedom of information requests so you, typically um, government uh... institutions receive these like um, federal government or public uh, universities are subject to this legislation. So we help them manage the process from cradle to grave.
0: Okay. So it says uh, expedite request handling, automate manual processes. So are you just with the government, you just do the uh, Freedom of Information Act request? Is that what your main issue is? Okay.
12: Yes. Um, we mostly focus on freedom of information, but our case management can handle uh, Privacy Act requests as well.
0: Okay, and so the Privacy Act really uh, applies to
12: governmental agencies. Right. Yeah. So why don't you give your website? Okay, we are we are at uh, www.privasoft.com. That's P-R-I-V-A-S-O-F-T dot com.
0: Thank you so much Great. for talking to us. Thank you. And now we are moving on to... Hi Software Inc. and we're going to be speaking with Dan and actually Dan used to be from Newport Beach he was just telling us and now he's out in New Hampshire so we're thrilled to talk to you. Dan tell us about your company and, and what you do.
2: Absolutely thank you. Uh, Hi Software is leader in helping organizations automatically crawl their web properties, external websites, or internal websites for web compliance conditions. Specifically, we're here at the conference around privacy, so ensuring that, uh, that the sites are meeting privacy compliance rules, uh, where data leaks could be occurring on your sites. and uh, So we do that for external sites, and we do that for internal SharePoint uh, employee portal sites.
0: And so how do you do that?
2: So, we have technology where uh, a user could either uh, use our hosted SaaS solution or bring it in house. And for example, I could go up to your website. Uh, if it's right here, I can, can see,
0: you see it. kuci.org slash privacy, privacy piracy.
2: I could plug in that URL into our technology, which is right over there on the monitor, and I could scan your, I can crawl every page on your website and find out do you have a link to your privacy statement? If you're collecting personal information, is it secure? Is it using get first Post? Uh, those kinds of things, and anything can be customized as well. And
0: then you can report back what needs to be done. Uh, sounds, sounds good. good. Okay, so you can work. You can help small and large companies then.
2: Absolutely, uh, we work with uh, any range of companies. It's really, uh, it's com- software as a service plays well for the small and medium business uh, market as well.
0: Terrific. Why don't you give us your website so people can yeah. learn more about it?
2: Absolutely. We are at www. H-I-S-O-F-T-W-A-R-E, software.com
0: Terrific. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you. Take care. And now we moved on to another vendor, Identity Finder. It says find sensitive information, prevent data loss at the source, and we are speaking with Todd. Todd, tell us about your company and what privacy issues you address.
13: Thanks very much. Uh, basically what we're doing is providing software that helps organizations find any sensitive data scoured throughout their organization whether it resides in files, emails, system areas, databases, websites, and we're helping them protect that information. So we automatically can find for them, uh, or they can find it themselves using our software, social security numbers, credit card numbers, PCI, cardholder data, PHI, which is patient healthcare information, um, and then basically, they can report on it or take actions to protect it using the tools built into our products such as shred, scrub, secure, quarantine. Um, this is a huge or issue. Or
0: segregate, right? <laughs> if they need to keep it, right? they can they segreg- do,
13: they can quarantine it to a secure location, right. hopefully. Um, this is a huge issue right now because there's a lot of privacy laws. Even PCI is uh, currently being looked at to have its new spec updated this summer and or potentially the fall. But, Uh, Basically, what they're doing is saying people need to understand where all their sensitive data resides, especially if it's unprotected. Our software is a solution that makes it very easy for them to do that.
0: Terrific. And why don't you give your website so people can learn more? Ah,
13: yes. So uh, www.identityfinder.com. And believe it or not, you can actually download a free edition of our software off of that. It's a uh, it's full license. Um, it only does some of the things that we talked about here today. Uh, and then we have a professional edition and an enterprise edition that allow you to do pretty much the whole kit and caboodle.
0: Okay, so it's basically for businesses, anything like small to large, right?
13: Small to large, and we have a consumer product called Identity Finder Home Edition, which is also available on the website. Okay, and, and what does helps, that do? Yeah, That helps consumers prevent identity theft by going through their own desktop and finding any sensitive data like credit cards they might have put onto a website or social security numbers they might have entered into an application. Pretty much they'll look through the whole computer. A big, It's actually funny because right around tax time, yes. people have all of these PDFs sitting around that they prepared for tax season and social security numbers are usually everywhere within Mm -hmm. those documents. So this helps go through your computer and find anything that if stolen could lead to identity theft
0: very good. Or if there was spyware on their computer, it could be stolen as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
13: spyware, viruses, malware, there's so many things, even not having the latest patch on your computer could lead to someone breaking in. And what we're trying to do is make sure that people have the most sensitive information protected in the event of anything happening.
0: Right. And then for people who do have this data, they can either take it off or learn to encrypt it or whatever. Yes.
13: We provide basically a shredding functionality, which will permanently remove the data Mm -hmm. or a scrubbing functionality which will redact it. So let's say you need the whole document, but you don't want the social security number in it. Right. We can make sure that we replace it just with X's. Um, we have an encryption technology that allows them to protect the document and keep it on their computer. Uh, we mentioned earlier the quarantine option. And then also um, reporting capabilities, which would be less for a home user and more for an organization. Right. But, all of but that for the
0: home user, I just had a question. Do you, do you make it? Because I know I encrypt, I use a lot of encryption, but I know a lot of my clients, I have to teach them how to do it. So is your software for the home user pretty easy to learn to encrypt? Pretty easy. Okay.
13: Uh, within the product itself, it's a one click button. Great. Uh, um, Outside the software, uh, we integrate with Windows Explorer so that you can right-click on any file that you want to secure and then easily have it uh, encrypted immediately. All you have to do is type in a password. That's it.
0: Oh, I love it. Okay. So So give your website again.
13: Absolutely. It's www.identityfinder.com. And again, you can download the free edition or organizations could go there and sign up for a fully functioning enterprise evaluation.
0: Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. And now we're moving along to another booth, and we're going to be speaking with Norman with BNA, and that says Essential Information Expert Analysis, Privacy and Security Law Report. Tell us about that report and what you all do.
14: What we do is uh, we've been around for 80 years. We're located in Arlington, Virginia, right in the Washington area, so we cover the federal, state, and international news to keep all the privacy officers and attorneys up to date in the privacy and security area. Um, We, let's see, I said we've been in business for 80 years and what we do is we produce a weekly report called Privacy and Security Law and we give them the highlights of the week. We also give topical indexes so they don't have to read the whole thing because these are busy people. Yes. And so um, we do it by topic, by state, by international country, whatever they're interested, they go right to it. We also give them insights beyond the news, which is analyzing and giving perspective to hot button issues in privacy and security. We bring in the outside attorneys. We also have inside editors who do those stories for us. So we go way beyond just uh, spitting back the news to them, which they can find a lot of places. We also give them, uh, we follow the Hill legislation, so if they're following bills from beginning to end and it impacts them, we do that. Uh, We also give them a a calendar of all the conferences coming up, whether they're webinars, audio conferences, or a conference like this physical conference. And then in the end, we give them websites where they can get further details if they need a lot of details and research pertinent to what is in each issue.
0: So this sounds like a great newsletter for not only attorneys, but also for HR people or anybody who needs to know about privacy and security law.
14: Right, and as you can see, it covers all those areas, data breaches, marketing and behavior advertising, FTC privacy security enforcement, health information and HIPAA, international data protection, workplace privacy and corporate security e-discovery and financial privacy. So we cover it all and we cover it very thoroughly. And we do have other, uh, 200 other products, pretty similar to this for other specialties.
0: You wanna give the website so people can learn more?
14: Okay, it's www.bna.com. And our products are listed and you, if you want to, you can click on one and take a trial for two weeks and see the value of our publications.
0: Perfect, thank you, Norman. Okay. you're welcome and now we're at a booth called on guard by media pro security and privacy training and awareness and we're speaking with john john tell us about your company and what y'all do
4: sure uh... media pro develops online training courses for mostly for major corporations fortune one thousand companies uh... our training is all online and so people can take it uh, uh, there's a lot of flexibility in terms of when they can take it at their desks and uh... Highly interactive, very interesting, engaging training. Uh, the subject of privacy and security can be very dry, uh, and so what we try to do is to make it interesting so that people will not only enjoy taking the training, but they will also uh, remember the, the, uh, the, the knowledge that they've learned and they'll apply it back on their jobs.
0: So what kinds of uh, privacy and security are you teaching on
4: these? We primarily focus on the foundational knowledge that every employee would need to uh, understand why is privacy important? Uh, what does it mean to the organization that, the, that we protect uh, sensitive information? What's my role in doing that? Uh, how do I do that in my daily in my daily work? And uh, the, the organization benefits from that in terms of lowering the risk of the organization of having security or privacy breaches and also maintaining the trust of their clients or their customers.
0: Sounds good. Why don't you give your website?
4: It's uh, www.mediapro.com,
0: and that's m e d i a p r o dot com, right? That's right. Thank you. Okay, thank you, thank John. All right. And now we're at Lions. It says integrated governance, risk, and compliance, and we're happy to be speaking with Ed, who's going to tell us all about it. And Ed, uh, you are—what is your role at? at uh, I'm the VP
15: of Marketing and Product Management at uh, Agile Alliance.
0: Oh perfect, so tell us about your company.
15: Sure, so Agile Alliance is a leader uh, in the what's called the uh, IT governance, risk, and compliance space. Uh, what we do is we enable managing a risk in real time. This includes both enterprise risk and IT risk. This covers all different kind of risk area, privacy being one of them, right? A lot of people mistaken privacy as a compliance exercise and not realizing it's really a risk management exercise.
0: Exactly. Okay, so um, what exactly do you do with, with companies? If a company who's driving by is interested in it, what will they expect from you?
15: Sure, so we, uh, we have seven applications uh, in the GRC space. Specifically for privacy, we offer uh, three areas of of most interest to the privacy folks. So we offer the compliance assessment capabilities so you can run privacy impact assessments, can be completely automated. Does the automated surveying, does automated the risk assessment, as well as the report generation. And we see a lot of, we have a lot of customers in the U.S. in the healthcare industry, Phyllis Medical, for example, uh, Kaiser Permanente, and in the, in the, also a lot of government agencies like Health and Human Services. In Canada, we have a Toronto uh, Sick Children's Hospital, and all these agencies using our product uh, for risk assessment and privacy assessment. We also uh, have a policy product. A big part of privacy is policy awareness. People got to understand what to do, right? Because a lot of policy controls cannot be automated. People just need to understand what their procedures are, how to handle data. So we have the ability to let people collaboratively build policy documents as well as being able to distribute them and have people read them, attest them, and go through training and be able to measure how these policies are. The third thing we offer for privacy is instant management. Uh, so this is this is uh, enterprise-wide instant management capabilities to help data gathering, instant reporting, as well as investigation and mitigation. One example is the Department of Health and Human Services, including the Center for Disease Control, is using us for inter, uh, department-wide uh, instant management. So we handle everything, including uh, the uh, swine flu outbreak.
0: Wow, and so what do you do? You keep track of the the sensitive information on that and keep that safe and Protected or? So
15: sure, for the assessment, of course, we, we do the privacy impact assessment where we capture all the assessment data mm-hmm. to let the privacy professional do a full risk assessment on what the uh, uh, you know what the risk levels are, identify them, be able to then mitigate them through a workflow-driven process. On the incident management part, is really again uh, enabling a a, a rigorous uh, process to be able to say well, we go through the proper risk assessment for each instant to understand why whether it's important or not, and being able to now. Pre- uh, uh, and pulling the relevant domain experts. Uh, And a lot of privacy stuff is uh, you have to have people who understand the business and the product, right? Right. Be able to pull those people in, then assess the the risk levels, and and actually determine what the mitigation uh, should be and be able to track that through its completion and also do the proper reporting afterwards. So
0: so you have software as well as one-to-one Help? Is that this it? This
15: is uh, a completely software-based It's completely software, okay. We work with a lot of partners, including the big four, like Deloitte and PricewaterhouseCoopers, mm-hmm. and, uh, and to, to uh, you know, deploy programs. Uh, we have a strategic partnership with uh, Bell Canada in Canada, mm. uh, with their Privacy uh, uh, Center of Excellence for Privacy, where we, uh, we have developed actually even uh, uh, custom content uh, for a lot of privacy regulations as well.
0: Terrific. Why don't you give your website so people can learn more about it?
15: Thank you. And you can find us at www.agiliance.com, and that's spelled A-G-I-L-I-A-N-C like in Agile Compliance.
0: Very good. Thank you so much, Ed. Thank you. And now we're moving on to Hunton & Williams and it's Hunton, H-U-N-T-O-N.com and we're going to be speaking with Kathleen. Kathleen, tell us about your company.
16: Hi, we have a full-service privacy team dedicated to data protection, security breaches, data management. We do everything from records management to HIPAA, breach work, privacy notices. Um, We have about ten dedicated attorneys, both in the United States and globally. And our team head, Lisa Soto, has been voted uh... three years running computer world magazine is one of the top privacy experts as have other members of our team so we do a little more full-service shop for privacy and data protection uh... Our, we're headquartered in richmond but most of our privacy folks are out of new york and uh... this is about our fourth year at IAPP, and we're very excited to be here yeah terrific well you want to just give your website again so people sure. can learn more we're about w- the law w- firm W dot we also have a privacy blog Oh, great. And that's www.huntandprivacyblog.com. And you can log in and subscribe for alerts or just read the updates. We post about three times a week.
0: Sounds terrific. And you're also in Los Angeles, which isn't too far from us. We're in Orange County, California. Atlanta, Austin, Bangkok, Mm -hmm. Beijing, Brussels, Charlotte, Dallas, Houston, London. Of course, in our California, sounds great. San Francisco, too. Yeah,
16: so those th- are new offices, new York, uh, San Francisco and Los Angeles. Oh. But we also have a, a large outside council list that we work with so we can help assist folks all over the world.
0: Sounds terrific. Thank you so much, Kathleen. Okay, so here we are at Symantec and a lot of you may know Symantec if you use them for all sorts of protection of your computer like I do. So Symantec, we're Speaking now with Marla. Marla, tell us about your company and why you're here and what you're showing uh, all of the privacy officers.
12: Sure. So, Semantic DLP is actually VANTU, Some of you might know the world's leading provider of data loss prevention solutions. We're now Semantic DLP, part of the Semantic portfolio, but we help our customers find their sensitive information across their environment. We help them monitor how that information's being used, where it's going, who's been using it, the type of sensitive information that might be leaving. We help them protect and prevent any sensitive data from leaving their environment as well. And we do this across all different types of technologies as well as laptops. Um, and we work with the, over 30% of the first, uh, the Fortune 100.
0: You know, it's funny. We had the former CEO of Antu on our show. A couple oh. years ago, yeah. Uh-huh. Joseph is a... a yeah,
12: Joseph, yes. Yeah. And then our other founder, Kevin Roney, is still very active with Symantec. I'm involved in a lot of other projects as well, but has been a key leader for us in bringing the Vontu product onto Symantec as well.
0: So. Yeah, so we're yeah. familiar with that. So why don't you give your website and people can learn
12: more about the product. Sure. They could just go online to semantic.com uh, backslash DLP and they'll find us there.
0: Very good. Okay. Thank you. Thanks,
12: Mari. Alright, now we're moving
0: on, and we have another guest we're going to be speaking with, Aaron. Aaron, tell us your company name and what you all do.
17: I'm I'm with uh, Rust Consulting, and uh, we help companies when they have data breaches. So really it's a communication piece of it on the back end. Uh, we help with uh, print and mail notification letters that go out, we find updated uh, address information for the folks that are affected, and we send out the notification letters itself. And then we also have a 500-plus-seat call center that we can have ramped up uh, and ready to go next business day if necessary. So uh, we have multi-language capabilities. We've done uh, projects in uh, all kinds of languages, uh, Mandarin, all the European languages, uh, African dialects. Um, And then we also set up static websites where clients can post information about the situation. and, And we also help with the media portion of the project as well
0: and so what happens if anybody does become a victim of identity theft is do you then do anything with them at all
17: well what we do if they call us then we uh, we have uh, scripted answers that our CSR is gonna walk them through what happened if they have specific questions and we answer those um, and then if there's any sort of resolution uh, other Sometimes we work with other companies on uh, the fraud resolution or credit monitoring are, are some of the benefits that are offered from time to time. So uh, we just try to walk them off the cliff and help them as much as possible.
0: Sounds good. Why don't you give your website?
17: It's uh, www.rustconsulting.com. That's R-U-S-T-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.
0: Terrific. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thanks, Mari. And now we're gonna be speaking with Dustin and it's Athenian Security Center. So tell us, Dustin, what, what is your company and what do you all do?
3: Mari, thanks for, uh, for having us on the show. Um, we specialize in large scale data breach response. So generally populations in the thousands to a number of times in the millions of people affected, we help the organization that's caused the breach identify um, who those individual people are within the list of (laughs) records that may have been breached and then notify them to adhere to state compliance regulations and then uh, provide identity theft protection and that protection may vary based on the severity of the breach, what information has been released inadvertently and then the customer service so that as many people hear about the breach and they have questions we can help take those calls so that the organization affected um, can provide a high level of customer service to those people who have concerns otherwise if all of those calls are going into the organization's own call center there may be extended wait times and there might otherwise be a negative uh, experience and we make sure that doesn't happen so we provide that end to end and again specialize where there's large And uh, in many cases, medium-sized breaches where they're looking for a large-scale infrastructure that can help them.
0: Right. And so what happens uh, if someone does have some kind of identity theft from the breach? What, What do you do then?
3: Uh, Well, um, it depends on what we've arranged with a particular organization that's been breached, but what we recommend is a a, a robust identity theft protection product that helps with prevention, detection, and resolution. An important part of that before I get to the resolution piece that you mentioned is how to minimize the chance that they may be a victim in the first place, Mm -hmm. and then how to make sure they quickly learn, if they have been a victim, uh, that they learn about that right away because the FTC studies will show that the quicker someone learns that they've been a victim, the lower the risks. So we help manage that risk for the organization and for the person affected. Then on the resolution side, we're helping take that person. We actually have uh, Fair Credit Reporting Act certified uh, caseworkers who help take someone through the process of restoring, uh, of of, uh, bringing their uh, credit profile back to the uh, previous state. And then uh, coupled with that, a million dollars of insurance, which is a zero deductible insurance available in all 50 states that help protect uh, people against uh, lost wages that they may have incurred, um, out-of-pocket costs, attorney's fees and those kinds of things to help restore uh, and bring back their their good name. So we try to do everything we can to help that person in their time of need while also managing risk to the organization that's caused the breach in the first place.
0: Right, so you are business to business, not business to consumer, correct? You're just business to business?
3: Within the, the broad scale of data breach response, our clients are usually businesses and organizations and we're helping provide those businesses solutions for their customers customers or employees who may have been breached.
0: Right, do you also have a consumer component or no?
3: We do, uh, in fact many of the world's leading uh, financial institutions come to us to help build and manage and market and support their identity theft protection products so many of the large banks um, who offer uh... for example identity theft to their customers they actually come to us uh... for us to help build and manage and and market that product and again provide that service because that's an area of expertise for us it's a complementary fit for other banking products but may not be a uh, core uh, product uh, in their, uh, you know, line of line of work. So, so we do that every day. And uh, today, we protect uh, nearly 10 million uh, people through our identity theft uh, protection programs across the U.S.
0: Okay. Why don't you give your website so people who are interested in learning more they can do that.
3: Our website is www.AffinianSecurityCenter.com. It's A F F I N ionsecuritycenter.com, and if someone does have a breach and they need immediate assistance, the best number for them to call for 24-hour service and rapid response uh, by our group is 1-800-350-7209. Again, 800-350-7209. Very good. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And now
0: we just ran into Trevor Hughes, who has put together this wonderful conference. So why don't you just tell us? What do you you think about this year? This is the 10th anniversary. Just give us a a quick summary because I know you're busy, but you're wonderful, Trevor. And We've had him on before, twice before. He's brilliant. He's a lawyer. He heads this organization, and I'm thrilled to talk to him.
5: Well, thanks, Mari, and it's great to have you here talking to all of our attendees. Um, uh, First of all, I didn't do this alone. We have a huge organization, both staff and Education Advisory Board, that help run the conference and help program the conference, and they've really done a spectacular job in putting together a really special event this year. Uh, As for the organization, we are just thrilled. Uh, I've been taking to saying recently that we feel like surfers, that we're uh, keeping our balance on the board, we're doing a few tricks from time to time. Um, And that's good, but we're not making the wave behind us. And the wave behind us is the issue of privacy. And it just keeps growing and growing and growing in today's world. So we've gone from uh, just over 5,000 members last year to just over 7,000 members today as we stand here. This conference has almost 1,800 attendees. We are sold out. Uh, we have conferences now happening all around the world. Almost every month of the year, we have a major conference happening somewhere. Our certification programs are expanding, exploding even. Uh, it has been a, an absolutely incredible trip to take over the last 10 years with the IAPP.
0: And you've been our fearless leader. You're terrific.
5: <laughs> well, well, thanks so much.
0: Thank you so much, and we look forward to talking to you again. That's great. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Stay private.
14: The
0: Frank, host of Privacy Piracy, which airs every Monday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. right here on KUCI 88.9 FM Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm pleased to also present the weekly segment of Orange County Sheriff News and Safety Tips, and we're welcoming back Sergeant Yvonne Schall, who is head of the Homicide Unit of the Orange County Sheriff's Department. She's the first person in the department to be named Distinguished Deputy at the Medal of Valor Ceremony. And she's been with the department for 24 years. Thank you, Yvonne, for coming back. Thank you. Well, last week we talked about your, the homicide unit. So tell us, how is the work that your unit does different from solving homicides on TV?
18: Well, the Sheriff's Department, unfortunately, we do not solve uh, crimes in 47 minutes with commercial breaks. And many times it takes years uh, to solve a crime. And our crimes are the investigators who work in the agency um, know and dedicate themselves to the detail and know that once they pick up the case, they're going to keep it for three to five years.
0: Wow. Now, when you and I talked before, you told me about some cold cases. Why don't you tell us about some of the cold cases and how improved technology has really made a difference?
18: Well, the Sheriff's Department, since homicide has no, uh, doesn't, the jurisdiction doesn't run out, we have 171 cold cases on our books, um, and those cases date back to 1962. But because of Prop, Prop 69, which allows us to take DNA from people who are arrested, it has improved our solvability rate.
0: Wow. So have you had some cases that you've been able to solve from way back in 1962?
18: We haven't solved any as far back as 1962. The oldest case that we have solved goes back to um, the late 80s. Um,
0: well, that's pretty that's good, too. Yes. <laughs> yes,
18: it is. It's very good. And it's a case that went unsolved for years and years. Uh, but because of DNA technology and because of the work of the Orange County Crime Lab, we were able to solve the case recently and have the person who is responsible for the murder uh, pending trial right now.
0: Well, that is fantastic. Well, we sure appreciate all that you do. I know it's a, a big challenge and probably very emotionally trying at times to, to deal with homicides. So we thank you, Yvonne. You are wonderful. And congratulations on the Distinguished Deputy Award as well.
18: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you.